This week on Invasion of the Podcast, we say good day, sir, to Gene Wilder. Uh, we put on our foot of pajamas and talk about Saturday morning cartoons. And we see if Paul has the power. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul, after these messages, Stedman, and Joe will be right back. Peters. Yep. There you go. I, <laughs> you got it. I rehearsed it for a second, and I almost <laughs> didn't get it. So, uh, yeah, we got we got some, a lot of news. Um, I just want to talk about like the, the gift of the Magi that is my life, where I now have a job that I can afford a nicer computer to play video games on, but not uh, have the time to play video games on because I have to do this job thing. It's kind of like some some evil monkey's paw thing. Be like, I wish I wish I had the best gaming computer in the world, and then you get it, and then you can't use it. Well, it's like okay, so Joe Joe didn't mean to do this to me, but I he kind of looked at the computer that I've had for a while, and he'd be like, you know what, you could you could upgrade some of this, and then somehow there's this like Rube Goldberg device in my head that goes from. You know, you should do that to the, to the, and then suddenly I'm signing up for credit at a place buying a computer. Like it just goes, like the dominoes just fell. Like, <laughs> like you know, I could upgrade it, or I could just buy a whole brand new one. And so, yeah, that was kind of one of the snap decisions. So now I have a really nice computer that I finally got it all set up, and then I go to log in to play uh, World of Warcraft, and then like after an hour, I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. I just got to go to bed. And it's yeah. like it's so like no, it's right here and it's beautiful now. Like the, this whole thing, like like uh, Joe laughed when I told him what I did about buying the computer because he's like, "Oh, we could buy a couple components." And he's like, "What did you do?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I was I'm like, like, yeah, we'll get your new guy. We'll get your old one up and running. He'll be in good shape." And then like, like I got this new guy, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." So it's like I'm I'm so I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if you're like this sometimes too, where it's just you start thinking about something and you know you're not going to be happy only doing it halfway. Yeah, like, you're just no, like, yeah, yeah. I I kind of get that way sometimes too. Yeah, so I committed. I have this other. So I now have two computers in this room and, and uh, in our our makeshift studio slash office, and they're facing each other. So you got the the new hotness and the old and busted, which we're using the old and busted for recording. So you still have a purpose, old and busted. No, oh. old faithful. Um, but yeah, I ended up spending. Well, I haven't spent the money yet. That's why they give you credit. Yeah. You know? So eventually, I'll spend the money on this computer, but um, so I can just play World of Warcraft an hour every day. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, we do have a bit of sad news because it seems like, and I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired of everybody saying 2016, man. Like as if this is like the worst year for people passing away. It's a good 2016. Yeah, but it's just the whole thing of just like, oh, well, we just lost people, all these people. People die every year, and like. <laughs> Yeah, every well, day. Well, if we're going to get into news, yeah. we can get into news oh, and yeah, talk about probably, that. Oh, uh, yeah, should probably do that. Good news, everyone! Hooray! Hooray denied! Yeah, it's not really good news. Yeah. I figured it'd be no, good so, news! So Gene Wilder passed away, um, and... Like, you know, you, you talked about, like, people complaining about 2016 taking all these people, but, like... 
Gene Wilder, how old was he? 80, 81. 81. I think so. 81 or 83, I think. So, something like that. I mean, yeah, he, I think it was 83. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's that's a good run. I mean, that's not like, like oh, my God, Prince died. Like, yeah. you know, Prince had, like, quite a few more years in him. But, like, um, but yeah, Gene Wilder, it, it you know, it's sad to, to lose him. I mean, in a way, like, I think I told you, like, I'm kind of happy because I know after Gilda Radner died, he kind of, like, just spiraled out of control like he stopped doing movies and things like that well but he has been he'd been married after that for like 20 some years to another to another lady which i don't and and you everyone's like oh he's with gilda now it's like what about his wife that's still here with the family that he has it's like right she you know well i think everybody just remembers the whole impact with gilda like being taken away too soon and like hitting gene kind of hard yeah no i agree with that it's just so um it's also it's just odd to me that someone like him which i mean I, i think he was wonderful very funny like he had a way of just doing things with his face that would make you laugh like you it felt like he was always working an angle or always panicked about something it was always it was just good i liked it um but right now in our really divided up times that we seem to be living in where people are so passionate about one thing or another everybody was like oh gene wilder passed away like i didn't see any negative about it it was like everybody like rallied together to be like oh we lost we lost wonka like and that well like what what do you mean though like what were other things where people were negative about meaning like right now like with the with the political cycle and just the different viewpoints i thought you meant like when somebody else died people were negative about it no no i um no i didn't yeah it's just a nice change of pace i agree so gene wilder like what like i love a lot of gene wilder's mel brooks stuff like what is probably your favorite gene wilder um so of course you, you got to like him as Willy Wonka. I will say though that as a child it felt like every time in school when we got to watch a movie it was always that movie. So after a while you're like I'm so tired yeah. of probably a chocolate factory. Um but the older I get the more I realize that he brought an energy to that that is like you know for for a movie and this is it's funny cuz it's going to tie into what we're talking to later that that was actually being funded by I forget which candy company because they bought the Wonka name and they were going to release Wonka bars and all this other stuff and then yeah. they screwed up their production line so then the candy didn't come out in time for the movie and then the movie becomes popular so it was like oh. it was purposely made to launch a candy line and but now people remember as being this wonderful thing on its own mm-hmm. I think it was because of, I mean it had to be because of him it's interesting know, so. I wonder if that candy line would have helped would have hurt it you know what I mean? I mean, because now they have, I mean, obviously there's Wonka stuff now. I mean, they're oh, yeah. like all over the place. There's but, other kinds of Wonka candy, yeah. Yeah, but the fact that like there was no Wonka candy available when the movie came out, it's kind of like, today, that would ruin a company completely. Oh, know? yeah. But, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that, uh, like, I didn't see Young Frankenstein until I was older. Like, because I just, I don't know, something about it didn't appeal to me when I was a kid. I didn't see Young Frankenstein until I was older, too. That movie is amazing. It is. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, I think my favorite joke in that whole movie is like, there's a part, like, you know, he totally gives up on, like, waking up the mind monster and like they're like eating soup in the, the dining room and I, there's like a part where the monster's like waking in and like you hear him in like the background like in the laboratory and he's like mm. and like like he's like what is that and then like the one uh the one girl's eating the soup and he's like he's like oh you like the soup because he thinks she's like going mm, the soup's good <laughs> And just like just like delivery jokes like that, and like and then when he was in Blazing Saddles, like I loved like how he was like the fastest draw in the West, and like there was like no, it was just like a frame skip, yeah, like you didn't even see him do anything. Or the whole what was the whole thing about how uh, it's like he's like oh I lost my shooting hand because like it's not steady anymore, and he holds up his one hand, and it's perfectly fine, mm-hmm. and they're like well it seems fine, and his other hand's like all over the place, it's like this is my shooting hand, it's yeah. like yeah, it was funny. Um, I, like I and it's it, if you look at his actual uh, listed work. 
for as much as people remember him fondly, he didn't do a, a lot compared mm-hmm. to like other people. Um, it just, but but he did do like this four films with Richard Pryor, and it's like I remember those growing up. Like they were always like on like HBO or Showtime or whatever. Always like seeing see no evil, hear no evil, like Silver yeah. Streak. Um, like it just. I, I don't know. It's just one of those people that you like. He has been so out of the spotlight the past 10, 15 years that you don't think about it. Right. But he, you know, it's, it's just sad. And the fact that, like, he actually, I guess he passed away from complications from Alzheimer's. And he told, uh, he kept it secret because he didn't want to ruin. Uh, ruin it for any little kid that happened to see him out there where they're like, oh, that's Mr. Wonka. And he didn't want any adult to have to be like, oh, he's not feeling so well. Like he wanted to keep, he's like, he wanted to keep as many smiles in the world as possible. And that's like the nicest goddamn thing you could say. So, yeah. um, I, but the whole, but come back to the whole 2016, like everyone's like, it's such a bad year for people dying. It's like, I think that now that we're you know, 50, 60, 70 years into having, physical media that we can go back and watch people's performances that always opens up to the next generation to appreciate. Mm-hmm. So when someone like this goes away, it's a much bigger ripple than it was like, you know, had we like watched like a vaudeville star or like a sports, you know, like a baseball star, like, you know, like Babe Ruth's a legend, but there's not too much footage of him actually playing baseball. Right. You know? Well, yeah, like, like, like leg- legends that are dying. Like, I don't want to say it's not more, but legends that are dying today, like have a bigger ripple. You're right. Cause they were, you know, uh, they were exposed more. Yeah, because you watch Willy Wonka right now, and he's still 34 when he made that. It's like it's just you don't think about that. So, um, and, and and again, we've talked about that before on the show, where you know it's just going to happen. Like there's this, the things that you love, and they're going to go away. Do you appreciate them for what they are? And and that this is one that kind of like I wasn't expecting it, but you also you hadn't heard from him in a long time. So right. yeah, yeah, anyway, okay, yeah. Well, Mr. Wilder, thank you for all your movies. Yes. So, um, real quick, uh, this is like a quick news thing. Like, uh, because we just talked about Stranger Things, Netflix launched a teaser trailer confirming season two. We all knew season two was probably going to happen, that, that season two is actually going to kick off next year. Uh, so, that'll be fun to, to look forward to. And, and I know everyone's going to speculate everything. So, yeah, I. Uh I I was trying to avoid all those stupid clickbait articles of like ten things we want to see in season two. It's like it's not confirmed yet. Stop writing this right. stuff, you know. Uh, but, Barb's the monster. Like, <laughs> oh no, oh, no, no, yeah. Like all the other songs you, from the eighties that you like are yeah. going to appear in this season. Did you Did you guys hear Barb's the monster? <laughs> no, um, no, that's not that's not what's happening. Watch everybody's going to. I heard on Invasion of the Podcast, Barb's the monster. Mom jeans attacks everybody. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> Monster had mom jeans. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm glad that's confirmed. I mean, like the Duffer brothers kept saying that if they could do a season two, they had plans. So that's great. I, I almost feel like Netflix is like, we're not going to confirm it just yet. We want people to get rabid for the news. So good on them. I like that they're going to set the story a year. It was in the fall of that year. Mm-hmm. So it feels like they have a good Halloween idea around. Like they're going to, oh. they're going to, you know, like, well, you know, they got to do it, something with Halloween. Because you know? technically the, this one ended in Christmas. Yeah, I mean, but like that was going from eighty three to eighty four, so this one's going to take place, I think, in the fall of eighty four. I wonder. I want to know if Joyce paid for all that stuff at the pharmacy. I, that's why I want to find out in season. <laughs> that's two. yeah. I want her. I, I just. I actually. I? I want the the line of credit to keep going, and then eventually, that's what happens. They all have to figure out a way to pay off her debt. Did, did I tell you that I wish they would have just done a, like a really good meta joke of Winona Ryder shoplifting everything? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Be like, okay, she's reading the script. Really? <laughs> like, like, like but while they're filming, she's taking the stuff, and they're like, 
That's not in the script. That's it's like, well, oh, no, no. Oh, oh, just, go, just, just go up just and ask for credit. Let, like, her, let her have, yeah. She, she was literally stealing phones yeah. and, and uh, Christmas lights, and they had to film it. I, I feel bad. Probably She probably went through a bad phase in her life or just making fun of it, you know? So yeah. anyway, yeah. Season uh, season two, Stranger Things. Excited for that. Um, Netflix keeps knocking out of the park. End of this month. Sorry, this is the last day of August. End of September, we're getting Luke Cage. And like, oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. You know, it's like I feel like every time I turn around, there's another season of something that I will like I have to watch. Uh, So um, that's exciting. And then we'll get Luke Cage and then then Westworld. Um, So and then uh, speaking of uh, Luke Cage and some comic book stuff, uh, they can confirm that Deathstroke is going to be the main villain in the standalone Batman movie with Ben Affleck. That's cool. Like, I'm I'm actually is this the one he's directing? Is it still confirmed he's directing? I think he's still directing it okay but i'd have to look it up but the reason that i think this is like notable and newsworthy and, and actually kind of cool is like like deathstroke is not really a standalone batman villain so i kind of like that you know they're not trying to dig through this rogues gallery of like you know poison ivy mr freeze the penguin you know Clayface. wasn't he more of like a teen titans villain he was more of a teen titans okay. villain um but you know he he floated in and out but like i think it'd definitely be cool to maybe have him tie into Robin a little bit. Like, I think they need to bring not an actual, maybe not cast an actor, but they need to start working on Robin's backstory. And I think Deathstroke would be a cool tie in to maybe, you know, he killed Robin or something like that. Well, I mean, they showed a Robin's outfit that was covered in Joker paint. Yeah. And say, ha 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 jokes on you or something. Right. So, which I'm assuming they're probably going to do the Jason Todd thing, which would be cool too. Yeah. So, So, um, but I feel like you have like Deathstroke is he's mortal. He's just really good at what he does, and he he's he's Batman without morals. Like he has the same type of like uh, probably same type of fighting style, same skill set. Relatively smart. Uh, he will he will wait for the opportune moment to take you out as opposed to go head to head. And it just feels like that's a good foil for a Batman movie. Yeah. Um, and so. I also think that uh, him being on Arrow for season two, which was probably the best Arrow season because of uh, Deathstroke, um, definitely helped it. Yeah. You know, it's definitely going to give people like a familiar villain that, that they've seen on TV before. And, and I'm actually now that because of Arrow, I am more familiar with that because otherwise I've seen Deathstroke. I know it was like the guy with like the half mask and the sword and whatever. But uh, his being fleshed out on Arrow, which it's not going to be the same thing, not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same Slade Wilson. I get it. But you at least get the like, I feel like they wanted to present the core of what made that character tick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Like it'll be it will be interesting if like the the Ben Affleck Batman movie is like the one movie of the DC cinematic universe that's actually like not touched. Like he just gets to make the movie he wants. And everyone's like, you know what? That's pretty good. We should probably let the people that that actually know what they're doing make these movies. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully DC. I'm I'm waiting for that that Avengers esque DC movie. Like I know everybody's like, oh, it's gonna be Justice League. Well, they need they need something. Like Suicide Squad did good. Okay, it it didn't do phenomenal. It did good, but I just I feel like you can't have a movie like Suicide Squad carry your franchise. No, so I'm I'm hoping Batman should do good. Batman standalone movies always do good. I really want Wonder Woman to turn out well. Now I and do too. There, there's, there's, I just don't want weird it, rumblings around it that may not be that great. No. I don't. I just don't want it to turn into like a a like Captain America First Avenger type movie because like I didn't like Captain America First Avenger honestly. Like that's probably one of my least favorite Marvel movies. And I liked it. Um, I just didn't feel like they need. They should have added the Avengers thing 
after the credits, though, as opposed to have that's the end of your movie because it's supposed to be a Captain America movie, not a prequel to the Avengers. You know, I felt like I didn't but that's like what that. that that's what that Anthor was. Yeah, like, it was basically just to establish those characters, and like I have that problem with uh, with Wonder Woman because like. I wish they would have introduced her in her own standalone movie instead of like sneaking her into Batman versus Superman for no reason. Sneaking her in with a really epic guitar solo. Yeah, like, which they put in dun, the, dun, in the trailer. Dun, 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 whatever that is. It's like, <laughs> like there's like some riff when she shows up, and I'm like, who is this guy playing this guitar? Yeah, or Amazon. I don't know. And when it's like the name of the band is called Invisible Jet, you just never see them. <laughs> That's all, you know. <laughs> Uh, Benny and the Invisible Jets. Benny and the Invisible no. Jets. Um, I don't know. Like I, I just not to go off a tangent. I like the first Captain America movie. I love Winter Soldier. I, I really like Civil War a lot. But um, but the more I think about it, like I think I liked Winter Soldier. Like that's probably going to be the one that I keep coming back to over and over again. Yeah, Winter Soldier definitely sets a bar. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's <laughs> that's enough about Batman. Enough about Batman and Winter Soldier. But uh, and then last thing I want to talk we want to talk about is um, World of Warcraft's expansion Legion came out. Um, was it yesterday? Yeah, there's technically some, it launched yesterday. There's some big news here about this. So, big earth shattering news. Earth shattering news is I started playing WoW again, even though I've said on the podcast I wouldn't play WoW again. And um, I did say on the podcast for my New Year's resolution that I was going to play an MMO. So that's true. I just didn't know if it was the same one. Well, no, it's fine because it's familiar. Um, like, I, honestly, like, okay, I, I played Cataclysm just to try Cataclysm out. And this could happen with Legion. I could just be like, eh, I'm done after I got most of the content in. Everything seemed like it went downhill. Like, like I kind of, like, like if Mr. Pandaren was interesting enough, I probably would have played that too. But it sounded like everything just started to skydive. Like, oh, I... I, like Pandaren, like I was just like, no, like I don't like pandas. I don't want like monks. Like I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like what the direction they took it. And then like you know, when I was reading about it, it's like like you know, WoW's losing subscribers. They're losing subscribers. Warlords of Drain, Draenor came out. It picked up a little bit, but I still didn't kind of like the premise of it. Like I didn't like that there was going to be like an alternate like Draenor. Like. Kind of almost like they're they're doing like a Star Trek thing, like you know, like they got to jump through timelines and stuff like that. Yeah, which is which is a good way to kind of like do content. Like comic books do that all the time. Um, but th- like this this expansion, so those two didn't really pique my interest too much. Um, and I also didn't really want to get back into an MMO. So like I told myself, like you know, I wanted to try and play an MMO again. And like looking at Legion, like when it was announced, we talked about it about a year ago and, you know, they were like, Oh, we're going to put demon hunters in there, which is kind of cool. Um, and like slowly it was kind of like a build. And I looked at some of the story and, you know, they're bringing back the burning Legion, which is one of the original, I guess you could say villains of Warcraft. Well, they are, they are the main, the main, like antagonist, the main bad guy. Like if you put it into a, like a comic book perspective, you, you know, you've got your, your, your your Doctor Dooms and and you know your um your Green Goblins and things like that, but then you've always got somebody that wants to destroy the entire world. It's not just like an internal conflict where you've got like two factions fighting against each other and like you know it's like somebody has a problem with this. This is like a whole army and legion of demons that basically take over worlds and destroy everything on it. So it's, it's yeah, they're pissed off because they've tried twice, yeah, and they failed twice, and they've never failed any anywhere else. Yeah. So it's like. 
they have to be mad. They have to be like, what are we doing wrong? Right. Like, we and, keep giving them weapons. Why do we keep giving them weapons? <laughs> and and it's it's cool because I, I, I like the, the, the band together to save the, the, the whole world type storyline. So I think it's cool because I like... I'm, uh, you know, we talk about it. I'm a Horde fan. Paul's Alliance. I like when the Horde and the Alliance work together. Um, so it's cool to see some of these these stories p- play out. So I'm kind of excited to get into um, WoW again. Plus, like the world is so immersive, and and I know so much lore. It's it's exciting to get back into that that lore again. So did you feel like you were going back to like your old high school, mm-hmm. and you're like, what, it, what, it like, did. Where, what's what? Where'd that go? It totally where, did. It like, totally. There used to be a thing. I used to be so cool here. And now what's going on? No one even knows who I am. Totally did. Like I went to Ogremar and I fly, I fly in and I'm right around. I'm like, the hell is this elevator? Like, yeah. when, when did you guys get this elevator? You guys have Pepsi machines? <laughs> Why do you have Pepsi machines? I, there were not Pepsi machines when I was here. Yeah, it was exactly like that. You know, I haven't even gone to like a lot of the other places, but like, um, uh, we're, uh the only places I've gone is like Ogremar and, and Dalaran, which is funny because Dalaran's unchanged. Yeah, it's so. like the one they they took one of the capital cities from one of the earlier expansions, and it's is a floating city. So they're like, we're just going to float it over there now. It's like that's convenient. I yeah. like that. So, so they are Blizzard is really good at um, kind of they always have their finger on the pulse of what people want, and I feel like they're like, hey guys, remember this? And when you when you first land back in Dalaran and you hear that music, it does kind of take me back to Wrath of the Lich King, which was the third expansion. And a lot of people consider the high point of World of Warcraft. Yeah. And it's like you get that moment of it's like, oh, we're back here again. This is cool. You know, so I'm I'm digging it. They're, like what I, the reason I wanted to mention it is uh, the, the, the launch event that they were doing before the game actually you know went live, I guess, were these demonic invasions that were happening all over the world of Warcraft and just the amount of people out there. And just like fighting all these demons together, and they all had their own needs and wants while doing it, but it felt very epic. Mm-hmm. It felt like an actual banding together, like you said, of of forces fighting these demons. There was voice acting, like all this for only event that was only going to be for like two or three weeks. They had full voice acting scripted yeah. and everything too, which and is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. So there are no more invasions. No. Really? They only did for the launch? Yeah, that was the whole thing. Now, now you go to the Broken Isle to fight the Legion oh. on their turf. You know, so. Um, but yeah, like like I feel like you had mentioned the other two expansions that they didn't have a hook for you. Like I feel like this this time around, had they done anything like that, where it was that big epic moment, you'd probably be like, I want to know what happens next. And they didn't really do that for either one of those. You're right, and that's the thing. Like like Burning Crusade was the first expansion. That was r- literally just the first expansion, and the, like they could have done anything. It could have been just like. You know, we're going to we're going to open up a new island and you can go there and be like, oh, cool, new stuff. Yeah. So that really wasn't like super. It was exciting because it was the first. Okay. then they did Wrath of the Lich King and Wrath of the Lich King was the peak because uh, they brought Arthas back into it. And Arthas is one of like their figurehead characters because he's basically the Darth frickin Vader of Warcraft. Yeah. And it was exciting to go and finally confront like you know Arthas because it's you know it's basically just like you're playing a game let's imagine you're playing a Star Wars game all the way through and you're just like man I can't go talk to Vader I can't even really see Vader and then they're like hey we're gonna drop Darth Vader's expansion you can go fight him it's like sweet yeah then immediately after that they did Cataclysm which was um which was cool which was was it was a good idea it just it petered out at the end it did like it, but that had a grab it had a draw basically 
um, a dragon that woke up decided to just fly around the world and wreck stuff. And he was so big and powerful, he really literally reshaped the entire world. So, like, places that you went to were completely different than what they were before. So, like, yeah. that was a drawback in for me because it was just like, okay, all the places, you know, my stomping grounds are different. It'd be cool to go see that. So, you're familiar with the world. Yeah. It's different. Then they did Mists of Pandaren, and it was just like, hey, we got pandas over here, and it's now Kung Fu. I really like that expansion, <laughs> and I don't, I'm not going to try this in the World of Warcraft podcast as much as I wanted to this week, and Joe's like, no. Um we, we're not yeah, going to talk about pandas. Apologize. We, yeah. I was like, um, we talk about Blizzard way too yeah. much. Um, so I liked Mr. Pandaria. I thought it was like the whole idea. There's a lot more story there than you're you're giving credit for. Like, but it, but you didn't play it. So I didn't play fine, it, man. so I can't I can't justify. There it. There were some but really good like good moments of like, oh oh shit, this is happening. I'm talking about the hook. There's got to be a hook. I, I like the hook. I there liked, wasn't a hook yeah. with that. And, and then, then 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 Draenor. Draenor's hook was, hey, we're going to go back and show you some stuff that happened before most people know what was going on in a time bubble. Yeah, but so, so speaking of like uh, Vader slash Arthas and uh, Burning Crusade, the the main villain that you never saw really was this guy named Illidan Stormrage, mm-hmm. who um, was a night elf that became a demon hunter, corrupted, blah, 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 wants to fight the big bad guys in the Burning Legion, but in the process, he kind of becomes a bad guy too. Mm-hmm. Um they're bringing him back for this expansion, and I think this is their whole like, "Hey, we wasted him as a villain because you never saw him other than the last fight at the end of the expansion." Yeah. Like, let's give him as much as like he has had so much lore built around him. Let's show him. So they're bringing him back. Yeah. Well, now he's he's in the order hall, isn't he? I don't know. In the demon, I think he's in the demon hunter order hall. Oh, like, <laughs> he's walking around. He's like, "Hey, hey, give me your list. Give me your list. You're not prepared. Hey, you over here. What do you, you got? What do you got? You're not prepared. Milk, hey, none eggs. of you guys." Are prepared? Yeah, you, did you are not prepared. Did you level a demon hunter yet? No, not so yet. So like the cinematic I did the starting bit, yeah, of the, beta. The, I did the yeah. the starting bit, but I love the little cartoon. That's not a cinematic; it's like an animatic or something okay. like that. But like it's showing the story, and it's just like at the end of it, he said like all the other demon hunters. He's like, "You are prepared." I'm like, "I'm prepared." He said, "I'm prepared." <laughs> I was like, "He said the thing." He said the thing. Yeah, yeah, so. it was funny. Uh, so Blizzard, like as this goes on, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, and you guys will be like, more Warcraft talk. But whatever, it's going to happen. Um, I'm excited. So I get to log in, played for like an hour, and then then I got a text saying Overwatch. So then I went from one room playing a Blizzard game into another room to oh, play God. a Blizzard game. So like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I'm, gonna, I can't escape. I'm going to tell you this: I haven't turned Overwatch on in a long time. Yeah, I've been well, busy, and like, I'll get back to it. Yeah. And now that I have a better computer, I have no excuse to not play Heroes of the Storm with Joe so we could be friends out in the real world, too. That still gets me. Heroes of the Storm? I still yeah. play Heroes of the Storm, like, at least three or four times a week. Like, at, like for a couple matches, like, me and my friends. Like, it's it's like one of those... It's so funny, like, like I, I think I brought it up, like, uh, a couple of casts ago when we were talking about maybe about esports and things like that. But the way that we talk about, like, this game when we play it is, like, people watching, like, professional football and just, like, <laughs> bitching about, like, somebody doing something stupid or, like, oh, what kind of pass or play is that? It's just, like... That's how I'm starting to get with Overwatch when I'm yeah. playing with my buddies. I'm like, what is that person doing? Right, you know? yeah. Like, you, it's so funny when listening to us complain about, what the hell is Gazlo doing? I don't know. He's down in that lane by himself. I'd be like, well, we need him at a team fight. I'd be like, I know. And then we're pinging. I'd be like, come on, Gaz. be like oh this lee ming's totally worthless she's worthless look at her damage look at her yeah it's just it's so funny that's funny um anyway no i just i also i feel it's unfair to joe that like now that i get this nice supercomputer 
And I'm like, oh, I want to play World of Warcraft now. You're like, you should play Heroes of the Storm. I'm like, no, 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 Warcraft just came out. I'm playing that now. Yeah. yeah. I figured the one night I was like trying to get you to play, and I was like, I'm not going to pull you away from that. But like, yeah. we, I usually kind of like adaptively pay, play. Like, if one of my friends is on Xbox and they're like, hey, let's play this, I'll go play that. If they're on Heroes, because one of my friends just plays Heroes mostly, we, me and my other friend play Heroes with them. Uh, and then usually if I'm solo, I'm playing WoW now in my solo Yay. time. But then like, but then you play Horde and I play Alliance and we'll never meet, except maybe on the field of battle, and then you'll beat me because I'm not good at PvP. Maybe, so, yeah. I don't know, man. Anyway, a- anyway, just long story short, Joe plays Horde, I play Alliance. I was like, I want to make a tune Horde side so I can play with Joe. So I made a Hunter, and then Joe told me, Hey. I'm going to make a tune alliance side. I made a hunter. So it was just, I find it funny yeah. that we both picked the same class to try to make another, and then we missed each other, like ships in the night. Yep. Like, yeah. So That's funny. Anyway, Legion's out. It's great so far, and we'll talk about it more later. So there you go. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Let's jump into our uh, main, main event. Main, main event. And now for our feature presentation. Uh, so every Saturday. I would like get up at like eight o'clock and and watch cartoons. And I told you if I slept in past eight, I'd be so pissed because there were some shows I would miss. Yeah, like, I remember there were times where I'd just be like, I got, I'd wake up and I don't know if I had a clock in my room. Or, like I, I would just like I'd run out there, and I, I don't think I would gauge time immediately when I woke up on Saturday by a clock. I would go turn the TV on. <laughs> and if Garfield and Friends were on, I would be like, oh, I totally miss Ghostbusters. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we kind of been teasing this for a bit. Uh, we were talking about Saturday morning cartoons. feel like, hey, you know, since everybody else is celebrating the nostalgia and rolling around in it, why not do that as well? You know, so. Yeah. But I feel like there's a point to it. And the, the point is that... Um, you start thinking about it. You're like, there's all this stuff that you remember growing up, like cartoon wise that, uh, like I was reading, there's this whole huge article on Wikipedia about this. So there's some really passionate people that laid out the entire history of the rise and fall of Saturday morning cartoons. It's really interesting in the sense that it came together because, um, like one, one network decided to just take a chance to try to make some programming that was directly for children to try to focus advertisers and then it was successful, and the, and the other two major stations were like, "Well, shit, we got to do that too." Yeah, and it became like this arms race for a bit of like, "Oh, well, you guys have a live show, we're going to do a live show." Oh, you have a cartoon, we have a cartoon. Yeah, definitely, and, arms race is a good analogy for that. They did definitely start like you know bidding against each other and trying to get like you know uh, shows. And then also, it became an issue of like, what can we get, but also. What is cost effective? Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, like when I was little, I didn't realize that, like, the Tom and Jerry shorts and the the Looney Tunes shorts, those were all originally theatrical release that were then just put together and played on TV. I didn't ever know that that actually followed in front of like movies in the theater at the time. That's what they were made for. Okay, um, back in the fifties and early sixties. Yeah, so that was probably just like an easy way to like like yeah. cut something together and then slap it on TV and yeah. It's kind of like reruns, almost cartoon reruns. Yeah, because and the, I mean that's how Bugs Bunny was. That's what I'm saying. Like the production yeah. value was already high because it was made for the theater, and you you could show those on a loop pretty much, and people would watch them. Same thing like the Three Stooges; those were all made for the theater, and they were able to play those Saturday morning for kids, even though they're incredibly violent. You know, but hey, um, so it was interesting to see the genesis of that and how the creativity kind of came about, and then also how ultimately it came down to like four or five studios that were doing a lot of it and how a lot of that ended up shaping what we know, like Hanna-Barbera, like they, we know them, uh, filmation, 
which we know them really well because they were really good at like um, like bring, bringing you interesting ideas, but having really shitty like animation. Like they were always really good at cutting corners. Well, yeah, a lot of like animation for early Saturday morning cartoons, the frame rates were really, really low because they would do a a low amount of cells with like a static background. So you would get like, and and like, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about this later. And like the game is like He-Man, like, you know, early stuff with He-Man, it's like, it was very basic motions and movements. Like, you know, Skeletor lean his head back and his jaw would move. Yeah. And, you know, that would be a little bit of dialogue or a mrah. <laughs> you know, so, so, but like to animate that, like, it's like, like three panels, you know, it's just like a couple cells and then he just, that's it. Like, it wasn't very, like, deep animation. So. Yeah. And then you talk about the, the, the backgrounds. I mean, I mean, obviously they would shoot that on a plate, so they would have that background and that they can keep switching that out or, mm-hmm. or jogging it back and forth, which, I mean, I know you make fun of it now, but Hanna-Barbera was really good at showing the same palm tree over and over again or whatever it was when people were running. Yeah. Like, the Flintstones was really good. Like, how big was Bedrock? That must have been, like, 60 miles long for sometimes where they would run, <laughs> and it was the same goddamn house every single time. Yeah. You know, so... Um, but, like, if you yeah. watch... Um, like, if anybody's not really familiar with, like, some of these older shows, like, go watch... Like, YouTube has done... No, I'm not saying not pull the show up, but go pull up the... Um, the Hey, Yeah, Yeah... Uh, oh, the, video of what's He-Man. going on? What's uh, going on? Yeah, he, 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 and, uh, early internet, early internet. Yeah. yeah, early internet too. Um, but look up YouTube. Look up He-Man. Hey, yeah, and just I literally the animation that they ripped off of He-Man for that video to make a joke is is an exact probably uh, testament of the animation that they kind of used in some of the like the herky jerky, the the lean back, the just the. The turn head, you know, it looks like almost like an like a robot. Well, and then I'd also remember that the intro sequences were always way cooler than the shows. Yeah, because that's where the money was. Like, right. um, I'm going to mention the show right now that you're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember that Silverhawks. Yeah, you know, like like the intro to that was actually awesome. That show is bad, but the draw, but that's the draw. Yeah. Like I remember the intro to Silverhawks, like with the screeching, and then the, it like zooms in, and like, and then they really go through flashy like anime almost levels of yeah. production value, and they go through the roster. Same thing with Thundercats. Like yeah. Thundercats intro is amazing. Well, I wonder, I wonder where Silverhawks got their idea from. But, Thundercats, but yeah. yeah. And then there, there was one guy named Bluegrass that was a Silverhawk that was a country guy. It didn't make any sense. He was a guy that flew the thing, I but they all, they could all fly, but they had a jet. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but uh, but yeah, it's just like um, I guess it's just hard to kind of go. Uh, we love cartoons, like everybody loves cartoons. But you think about it, and as um, like they got more sophisticated as they went, at mm-hmm. least in terms of production value. Well, production and, and story, I think. And, yeah, because like a lot of the early '80s cartoons, and and we'll talk about this as like it it evolves like towards the end, like when it gets into the '90s. But like like they were mostly geared for advertisements like you know i like was talking to paul and coming over here i'm like you know you had you had gi joe you had transformers you had he-man my little pony my yeah even my little care pony. bears yeah care bears like they would do these 30 minute episodes and somebody figured out that if they if they take this 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 terrible animation and they just throw together a story and not worry about it because it's for kids and then they run it for 30 minutes. That's the biggest ad that they could put on there. And then they could spot fill ads in between. So you didn't have a Cabbage Patch Kids commercial or a, a TV or a cartoon. I think they did, but it they wasn't did. like a big. Yeah. But like 
but you would have your Cabbage Patch uh, commercials. So in between, like whatever you were watching. So if you're watching Care Bears, you get a Cabbage Patch commercial. Yeah. Um, like and or they would sell um like Sunkissed fruit snacks would have a commercial in between you know whatever you were watching. So they're getting that advertised thing in there, but then they're also getting money from Hasbro for Hasbro doing this whole episode for their toys. And 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 literally like early, I don't want to say early because like like Saturday morning cartoons started like in the '60s, but like in the '80s, that that marketing was the whole episode. Yeah, well, you you brought up a good point of how it kind of flipped. So like, I mean, not that I'm saying that there was never a time for them to try to make money off of this because that's the whole reason it existed. Yeah, but you would do something back then, like um, like you know, I'm trying to think, like they did a lot of superhero stuff. Uh, like the Justice League or Super the Friends. Super Friends, yeah. yeah. But those were existing properties that were already there that would, were now a cartoon, as opposed to we're going to make a cartoon that's now going to be the beginning of a marketing blitz yes. for everything else. And it, it took off really big like that. Even even like the real Ghostbusters, like that was a property that came off of the movie. But then like the toy line really pushed hard. I remember there were a ton of go- real Ghostbusters toys. Yeah. You know, with the likenesses of of the cartoon characters, not. Like the actors. Well, if you remember, um, it feels like there was a time though that no matter what the movie was rated in the theater, it had a cartoon and it had a toy line, and it, like Rambo had yeah. a cartoon and a toy line. I had. I remember I got a bunch of Rambo toys for Christmas that were based off of the cartoon. I had like his Jeep and like the rocket launcher and everything. And yeah, it was a guy just who like, suffered from like post traumatic stress from you know yeah. being being a nom. Hey, we're gonna make a cartoon about that, like Aliens versus Predator. Yeah, they all, well remember RoboCop had a cartoon. RoboCop yeah. had a cartoon. Like yeah. if you watch the RoboCop cartoon, and then you go back, and the kids are like, "Where did this originate from?" Or they like you know do some little research. It's like, okay, let's watch RoboCop. Whoa, yeah, you know. But then again, like I saw RoboCop when I was eight, so. <laughs> but it's like I was, I was ahead it. of the game. Yeah. Same thing with Aliens. But I remember like my brother. My I think my brother was like six, and I was like in my teens. But like. They came out with Alien versus Predator toys, and I remember he had the power loader toy with like a squirt gun on top. But then, like all the aliens had like squirt guns because they would spit acid. Yeah, but you could like, you know, stick their head in the water and then just like shoot acid. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is a kid's toy, and these kids are like, oh, it's shooting water, it's cool. I'm like, yeah, but that's like flesh eating acid, and it's like, <laughs> I know, like, I mean, totally it's, taken out of context to sell toys. It's crazy. Well, um. I mean, do you think, and this is getting off the track a little bit, do you think the success of Star Wars, Harabay stopped saying, wait a second, we can create a world and sell that? Because Star Wars feels like, like, not that you would ever, not that Lucas would ever admit this, but it's like, he, when he got the first one made, like, you had all his cool ships and all his cool characters. Like, yeah. Like, when he even, he even kept the toy rights. Like, I remember he told Fox, like, yeah, I'll take a cut on the movie, but I want all the toy rights. He knew. He knew this was coming, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, Kenner, Kenner ran with it. There, the, yeah. That was super successful. And it's funny because like, I remember when episode one came out and I thought that, that it was going to take off again. I still have two in the box action figures from when episode one launched. Well, you, you, but, like, but I, because I thought it was going to be that hype again, because, because you think yeah. about it now, like if you have a Han Solo action figure in the box, that's got to be worth a little bit of bank. I agree. I, I'm thinking now that as we get older and the and the kids that grew up watching those those the the prequel trilogy, yeah, the the um the hard edges are falling off of that, and people are starting to remember those more fondly now, and they're not because they were kids. You know, same right. thing as we were kids watching the first movies, right? So those might now that especially now with uh, Disney having control, 
those might actually change in value over time. But just, I'm just thinking, like, in terms well, of... I'm not like, worried about yeah. the value of it, but I'm just saying as an example. But, like, yeah. those toys, yes. Like, Star Wars kind of kicked it off. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons that He-Man kind of got created, because they were like, look at what Star Wars did. You know, like, what's his, uh, the guy that created He-Man sat down with Mattel, and, you know, he had a concept. He <laughs> The reason it was called He-Man was because it was very generic, and it could be dropped into anything. Yeah. Like, it wasn't very specific. Like, he presented three figures like prototype toys to to mattel and one of them was a soldier one of them was a spaceman and one of them was a barbarian and they were like barbarian they like the barbarian model the most and that's what ended up becoming (laughs) he-man so i mean it was very generic in a sense but like it was because star wars was so successful yeah and well and also too uh they knew that they could just have the same body type but change the head yeah. Like it was like yeah. I right. did, everybody did that. Like I'd be like pop my He-Man guy's arms off. I'm like you got this arm. But guess what? You got a green arm now. Yeah, congratulations. Like, maybe you got bit. Yeah. Something happened. Maybe you got bit by Beastman. Yeah, Beastman bit yeah. you. It's infected. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. But like I guess maybe even like we talk we give credit to Transformers, but I mean of course that was Japanese. But then Voltron also. Voltron. Every series had a different set of, toys. of, of robots. Yeah. You know, I Gobots. You had yeah. Gobots, which which had different sort. Mask. Mask only ran for like a year but it was heavily heavily marketed and they tried to like merge gi joe and transformers i had some mask toys i did too i yeah. love mask yeah do you, what, are you excited for them trying to bring it back into like a cinematic universe i would be interested they, to well, see how they bring to. it back yeah, yeah i want to see how it pans out because like i remember I, I always thought it was so cool and this is this is so funny because like as an adult now i really wish i was like mask now more than anything because my favorite thing about mask was they had those watches and the watches would go off and it didn't matter what they were doing they're like gotta go it was just <laughs> like like i wish like right now i could be like at work just doing stuff like helping somebody and it's like boop 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 i'm like I gotta go put a helmet on and get in a motorcycle car. Be right yeah, back. Yeah, I gotta get in my car that somehow is not going to have a helicopter prop and yep. I'm fly away. Like completely impractical, but it's cool. And know? like, like, yeah, the the vehicles were like like the one the bad guys. I can't remember what the bad guy's name was. Were they called Venom? They were called Venom, but yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. He looked like he looked like he was like a guy that failed at being Santa Claus. <laughs> And because he's Anti-claws. like because he, he had like a big giant white mustache, but he just I don't know. Anyway. But, like, he had a helicopter, and then the helicopter would turn into a jet. And I'm like, why would you turn into just another type of vehicle that does yeah. the same thing you do? But, yeah. yeah, anyway, not to get into mask, but, but the, the masks is just one of them. But there's there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, but it's, if it's, it's interesting if you go back and look, aside from the marketing, and you go back and look at the 80s, too, and there was all those different attempts to make video game cartoons as well. I remember the Pac-Man cartoon was a big... A, them trying and that that cartoon was bad yeah but um was this before because i don't know the timelines very well is this before or after captain n because because captain n really kind of like you know that hit that nintendo niche it was at that peak when nintendo was hot and i went back and i looked at captain n and it was just like i don't know they they had to have gotten the rights and the properties to the characters obviously from like konami and capcom yeah but like the the characterization of the characters were so over the top and stupid. They didn't have a good representation of the characters. Yeah, I know. Like uh, Simon Belmont's pretty much Zap Brannigan. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Simon is exactly Zap Brannigan. Um, and Mega Man, like I didn't understand why they made Mega Man like he sounded like Doctor Girlfriend from uh, Venture Brothers. If I remember, he had a weird voice, but he didn't really like, talk. Like, he said Mega Mega a lot. Oh, did he? Okay. Didn't he? No, yeah. he he said some things, but he did have like a gravelly voice. It was like you're not Mega Man, but he just wasn't kind of like he looked like a little infant with like a visor. It on. was really was weird, weird, and he was green. Yeah, I don't like know. I didn't get it. 
Anyway, yeah, dipping in Nintendo, but Captain N was a, was a was a cool one. Um, well, do you remember? Okay, so like the, so, ABC, NBC, and CBS would would have their their block of programming. And again, you guys can go to the Wikipedia page and look. And they had their fall schedule and their winter schedule for each year. And you'll look through, and there's some really oddball shows on there. I felt out a hole reading about all these things I don't even know about. Like, there are a lot of Saturday morning cartoons yeah. that I'm just like I. There's a there's a I don't know if I can link it, but there's a. A, pay, a Facebook page we, we, we follow called Saturday Morning Cartoons, and they post a lot of stuff. And there's stuff on there that I see, and it's nostalgic. And then there's stuff I see on there, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's, so if you look, though, I, I, I didn't want to mention just like the oddball stuff, but if you look at like the programming, it's interesting how it evolves over time. You can clearly see how something in, in the fall of one year did not happen the next. Like they burn through concepts fast where it's like, is that drawing anybody? No, next one up. Yeah. And, or they would just jam stuff together and make these like hour anthologies where you'd have four stories. Like there was um, a series for for one season called Fred and Barney Meet the Thing. And it was the Fantastic Four thing, but it wasn't the thing. It was a kid that had these two rings that he put together and say, thing ring, do your thing. And he'd become the thing. And he wasn't Ben Grimm. It was sorry. He was called Benji Grimm, and it had nothing to do with Fantastic Four. But they'd have all these separate stories about him, like in school with these friends, like beating up bullies as the thing, and then there'd be the separate stories of uh, Friend Barney. Like it had they had nothing to do with each other, but it was called Friend like it Barney. was like it was like tacked on, like it was like almost as if they did like a Abbott and Costello present. Yeah, so like there'd type, be like one yeah. story that's just Fred and Barney, then one story that was the thing. Yep, and so like they would do this a lot where. If one like so, Fred and Barney got attached to a lot of different shows that they actually never really they had their own stories, but they weren't really part of anything. And I feel like they just people just knew like, oh, we know them, you know. Like, well, I wonder if that's like old, old variety show like production to producers type thinking, like where it's just like you have like you have a star or a starlet, and then you're just going to have them headline, and then you're going to attach other things to it. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Do you remember there was well, what was it? CBS had one. It was. Was it the Starcade one? But either way, they had like, um, uh, what's his name from? Um, that Space Ace. Uh, they had um, Dragon Dragon's Lair. They had Dirk Dirk Daring, and then they had uh, the guy Space Ace. They had those those Don Bluth characters that were created for those games. They had a whole series of cartoons that they would like trade off one after another. Like one was a Dirk Dirk Daring story, and one was that. It was really weird. Do you yeah. remember that? Uh, yeah. No. I remember Dragon's Lair, but I don't yeah. remember like a trade-off. Okay. Uh, speaking of like cartoons that got more sophisticated as it went along, I'm sure it didn't age very well, but Dungeons & Dragons was a cartoon that came out in the early 80s, mm-hmm. just as that, as that was starting to become a big thing. Yeah. That, that I mean, clearly that was made to advertise to kids, but like you, you remember the premise of that, right? Those kids go they're on, on a They're on a ride. roller coaster ride, and yeah. then they end up in <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons, like, like they're playing Dungeons & Dragons. And I just I remember it. I watched Dungeons & Dragons. I kind of want to go back and rewatch it because, like, I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons when the show was on, and now I play D anD D, and like to go back and kind of see some of that stuff, and um, I, like I remember like the one, like it was like they completely role reversed because there were like stereotypes of all the kids that got on the ride, and then I remember like the jock ended up not being the warrior, I think, and he ended up being like the mage, maybe. Mm. So you uh, learned a little lesson. Well, no, it wasn't a lesson. It was just like they, they, they like they like went away from the norm. It was just like if you know, like if um, like the nerd in school would play the warrior, the strong yeah. warrior. So it was like you know, you're role playing someone who's not you. So you don't play your your type. But yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. I remember that. Um, well, and then also like later on, 
so as it went forward, different companies had their different, like, hey, we're going to do this. Like, Disney started doing their animation block on ABC in the morning. Because mm-hmm. I think, is that when they bought ABC? Either way, it was either, right then it was close to when they did that. So you uh, you had, like, Gummy Bears. You had Darkwing Duck. You had, there was a couple other ones. That DuckTales. Were, that, that was syndicated, though, wasn't it? Like, that and um, Rescue Rangers and... Um, uh, the, the tailspin. Well, Disney. Well, Disney did this. Is, this is breaking away from Saturday morning, but yeah. Disney did Disney afternoon. Yeah. So like Ducktales started. Um, I think it was Ducktales and Tailspin kicked off, and then you got Rescue Rangers and then Darkwing Duck because Darkwing Duck like segued from uh, Ducktales because you had Gizmo Duck who crossed over to. Well, Bowl. yeah, but I, like I thought that that was a Saturday morning cartoon, and the other ones were part of like the syndicated. Block. I whatever. We're talking about cartoon ducks. Well, no, the duck. Well, like Darkwing Duck eventually was syndicated with the rest of them. But yeah. So Disney tried doing their own thing. They had their own block. Um, Warner Brothers tried having their own block too. Uh, Eventually, you ended up having. Well, even it's interesting because you went for Saturday mornings. They actually you just mentioned weekday afternoon programming too. Like there was. I remember Fox Kids. When I get home from high school and like middle school, I get home like I better be home in time for Batman. Yeah. Because I wanted to watch Batman the animated series. Well, those kicked off too with Saturday morning stuff. Like That's I true. mean, in the in the 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 mid to late nineties, you had you had Fox with Spider Man, Batman, and X Men. And like I remember when X Men premiered, it was a big deal, especially for me and like my friends. And it was like a somewhat serious take and serialized. Mm-hmm. So you had to watch the whole season, and that was cool. Like yeah. I actually felt like that was appealing to me. Yeah, it was it was funny. It, it reminds me of like how. Like as a as a comic book fan now, like I watch comic book movies because like everybody gets like that are big fans of comic books, they get a little judgmental of the the characters and the things because this is the first real cool good like example of that 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 we got. I remember sitting down when they did Night of the Sentinels and like we we're sitting there and my one buddy was like, "Yeah, I bet you that sounds like Cyclops," and it was just like one of those things where <laughs> we're just like, "Yeah, we're totally in the X Men world now." It was like really <laughs> exciting, but um, but. Like, like going back, like, like what, like going into the nineties, like I said before, like the eighties, like a lot of those properties were, were commercials. They were trying to get toys sold out. Not to say these nineties guys didn't have toys they wanted to push, but like you started to to change the way you get into better production value. You got into better story writing when it came to like those superheroes. Um, they took it just from the pages of the comics, much like these movies are doing now. Um, but like even when Nickelodeon started to get their buy-in on Saturday morning cartoons, um, you didn't really have Nickelodeon selling anything. They had, they were selling ads, but you weren't getting like pepper Ann action figures. You weren't getting Rugrats action figures, you know, but they were, they were creating. Yeah. I also feel like they wanted to just say, you know what, we're going to like, we're going to develop our own because we don't want to owe, we don't want to pay anybody for rights to anything. We're going to make yeah. our own and we're going to take in young creative people and they're, we're going to get like, you know, the Rocco's modern life, the original Ren Stimpy, Doug, Doug, uh, you're going to, all these different oddball animation styles, that were their own unique thing and they built their brand on we're different, you know, and like, and, and they also still had wholesome storytelling. I know like a lot of people love odd real monsters. I, that one I didn't really care for a whole lot, but people like it, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, Rock was modern life. That's like the one I remember. I can still watch that. That, that show still very, I used to, to love Ren and Stimpy. I, yeah, that was... yeah. Oh my goodness. So, um, I feel like they, they weren't necessarily going to make sell toys. Like you would think like, I need to get this, but they were, since they were a subscription service on cable, Nickelodeon was selling Nickelodeon, you know, yeah. like, and I feel like you're right. Yeah, it was, I, I feel like when I was growing up, like Nickelodeon, I'd watch that a lot and MTV a lot, 
you know, but it's like I'd watch Nickelodeon because you had your you had your you can't do this on television. What you can't do that on television, which that was a Canadian show that they ended up buying. But uh, you had that. You had your Double Dare. You had like you know just it. It that felt like programming like a channel for me, and then MTV also felt like it was for me too. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. Like it's just, it's weird. I, I know we. I, I feel like there's more information here than we can get into. Um, and I'm not trying to put on rose-colored glasses because, I mean, we got to look at our technology at the time. If, like Joe mentioned, you wake up uh, and you missed a show, you you didn't get to see it for a week. Like, yeah. That was very, like, you had to be there for the time to watch it. We're not in that time anymore. Well, a lot of people blame the technology, like, you know, the the internet, Netflix, DVRs, things like that as technology pushed forward. I'm like, you didn't need Saturday morning cartoons. You could sleep in. You could DVR your Saturday morning cartoons. You wanted to watch cartoons like you like they had to cater to when kids were not in school. So you had your afternoon block like we talked about. You had your Saturday morning. So that was when these 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 companies, these broadcast companies had their target audience for these things. Nowadays, kids can kind of watch TV whenever they want with like streaming services and DVRs. So there's no point in having a specific block just for kids. Yeah. So, so that kind of that's kind of what killed it. Well, although they killed it too, um, and this is interesting, it's like you had mentioned this before we started recording, was um, Saved by the Bell. Actually, it was kind of an experiment that was successful, and NBC was like, oh, wait, this is kind of like a live tween sitcom that's actually working. Let's do that. Yeah. And that started pushing out, like, people, like, I know Disney, like, they have a whole stable of up-and-coming people that do that same type of stuff now. Yeah. Um, And that was something that kind of started, like, like it was, it must have been overall cheaper to produce to have like a three set like sitcom as opposed to paying for animation you right know? so um that and then also the thing too that got complicated as well and i'm not gonna I, I don't know the ins and outs of it but the fcc had these mandates about how you had to have a percentage so much of stuff was educational and how after a while studios are just like or tv stations just started farming that out to different services that put together these edutainment blocks that they now broadcast. Do you ever see the little EI on the screen? Mm-hmm. That's what that's supposed to show. Like that's the time you're supposed to be learning something and not just watching a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of reasons that this doesn't exist anymore. I do remember that uh, like ABC, like on a Friday night or, or whatever it was, one of the weeknights, they would preview the next season, like, like what was coming. Mm-hmm. And I got really excited because it was like primetime viewing, but they were showing cartoons and you mentioned on your list of like top fifty, you said what was number forty nine was uh, Hammerman. Yeah, I remember the preview of that at nighttime. I was like, "This is great." And then I, then I really thought about. It. I'm like, "It's MC Hammer with shoes that make him dance piano keys out like a superhero." It yeah, was they weird. did some really weird. Like we talked about, um, was it uh, was it Superstars? Pro Stars. Pro Stars. Pro Stars with Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and, and Michael Jordan. Um, where they're athletes, but they also have rockets on their shoes. And they're superheroes, and they go around and do superhero stuff. Yeah. Um, the the cartoons where they took a lot of real-life stuff was interesting. Like, Mr. T, like, there was a WWE, WWF yes, one. the superstars. Um, yeah. yeah, but they didn't have any of the wrestlers oh, actually um, do any of the voiceovers. Rock and wrestling, that's what it was called. Yeah. WWF's rock and wrestling. And they had little interstitials, which, by the way, we, we talked about... Um, uh, Gene Wilder passed away. Mr. Fuji also passed away recently, uh, like like the day, actually that morning Oh wow! that Gene Wilder passed away. So again, another wrestling guy passes away, then suddenly like a big celebrity passes away, so no one talks about Mr. Fuji. So oh. RIP Mr. Fuji. 
Uh, but I remember Rock and Wrestling. You're right. None of them actually voiced anything, yeah. but they had. But then Mr. T yeah. did his stuff. <laughs> so Mr. T, and I think that's one of the reasons why Mr. T was so successful too. Um, God, they even did like an A Team cartoon. Um, I'm trying to think what are some other ones that they did that were like live action. Remember Super Dave? Yes. Like Super Dave had his own yeah, cartoon. Super Dave Osborne. Stuntman Super Dave Osborne had a cartoon. Which was really weird. Right. I, do you remember Alf had a cartoon? Alf had a cartoon. Yeah, I just didn't. Which was weird because like technically Alf <laughs> Alf was like it was prime time enough for adults, but you could easily have that show be targeted for kids because you had a Muppet on it. Yeah. And then they turn around and they make it into a cartoon. So Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it was NBC like just like taking that cash cow and just adding more yeah. and more to it. And then it. we talked about like Rambo. Like the <laughs> Rambo one. So I, I forget this is this is gonna date me. When did The Simpsons first air? Like the actual oh, series. Geez. Uh well I remember watching The Simpsons on the Tracy Ullman show when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean that was their first official That was their first yeah. official like appearance and then they got their own Christmas special syndicated yeah the christmas special because i remember the christmas special was a big deal because it was it was the first time they did more than just the the clips off the tracy ullman show and that was when they got santa's little helper um so season one of the simpsons officially started airing december 17th 1989 yeah that that started with the christmas special then they actually went on with their season i think may 13th 1990 it says here but that was like that the very zenith of the cartoons in the morning and then suddenly you had this breakaway hit and then then just like over the 90s and then to like the the early 2000s the saturday morning stuff started going away but there was this weird rise in grown-up animation right and And, like we talked about that a little bit and i think like like saturday morning cartoons especially is kind of geared us for a lot of the the animation like the simpsons that we have now like we grew up with the simpsons and a lot of the other shows that we have now that are animated hits that are for adults, we didn't grow up with. But I feel like because we're so acceptive of cartoons, you know, because I don't think there were a lot of cartoons back when, like, our parents were, like, younger that, that really ushered them into, um, like, you know, if somebody tried to make, like, I'm trying to think of some animated stuff that, that was, like, in you know, in the 80s or 90s that they tried to do that were... That that wasn't for kids. Well, we talked like off off air, but you had like um, like uh, Pirates of Dark Water, Thundar the Barbarian. You had stuff that was a little bit more serious in tone, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't exactly say something that like grownups are going to be like. I really want to see that, you know. Like, well, I think most of the animated stuff that we have as grownups right now is like comedy. Like everything's usually comedy based. Like they never really do any like dramatic, serious cartoons. Not which... not in um, the West, no. But over like in Japan, they still have a lot of dramatic animated series right they have they, they have to like i mean that's yeah. like uh, not that they have to by law but i'm saying like every so often like attack on titan things yeah. like that are like they're very serious in nature you know but like, yeah but like you know the family guys the archers the king of the hills you know the um uh american dads like yeah. a lot of those those animated you know it's like those are definitely targeted at people that grew up with saturday morning cartoons yeah um, but I also feel like we're starting to reach a point of like uh, not we've reached it where um, it's sophisticated where you could have these different outlets tell all these different stories. And because animation is pretty much limited to your imagination, like um, you could tell a story like uh, for, like we, we talked about Rick and Morty before on the show. Like that's that's really up to the imagination of those guys writing it. And that show goes outrageous places that would be impossible to film on a TV budget like for eight, nine episodes, mm-hmm. 
but then you could tell these crazy stories like Futurama. You could tell all these crazy stories because like you are like doing the perspective of this kid that's a thousand years in the future. Like, how do you tell that? You know? Yeah. So, um, and I was telling Joe here, um, we, we talked a lot before the show and then, uh, we watched some videos. We played, some, we talked about wow. And then we talked about cartoons. I, this morning before I got up for work or essentially I got up for work and I was waiting and I put on Bojack Horseman, um, which I'm catching up on that. Uh, that you talk about a show that's funny, but also gets really serious. It's getting dark, like really dark. And it's a show about like humans and then, then animals that are kind of like humans. Yeah. And, like it's a really weird animation and really weird decisions sometimes. But there, I, I, I will kid you not. There was an episode I watched recently that it had me like uneasy. I'm like, don't open that door. You do not want to see behind what's behind that door. Like I've not, I have only felt that an easy watching breaking bad and like mad men. I'm like, and I'm watching Bojack horseman. I'm like, don't do it. And I had this weird emotional resonance with it, you know, like, cause there was like something really, you know, something that like a character didn't need to see going yeah. on, you know? And it was like, but I just realized that I'm 37. I'm getting up to go to my, my real person job out in the real world. And what do I do? I start watching cartoons in the morning. That's that's what I did. You know, cartoons like, are a good thing to watch in the morning and to get yeah. ready. Like you know, I usually watch cartoons too to unwind. Like sometimes I'll come home at night and um, uh, like what did I? I can't remember last time I watched cartoons, but I put something on, and uh, even if it's just Archer, like I don't know why, it's just that that animation is a little bit more relaxing than watching. Like even if you know people are doing stupid stuff, like I'll I'll watch like Family Guy. Yeah. And it just, you know, just to get a chuckle, South Park, like South Park is we didn't very, mention South Park. Yeah. yeah, South Park is one of the, I, I'm a huge South Park fan and like, it's just like one of those things, like it's different if I watch like, like, let's say I go back and I watch Parks and Rec, like a couple of episodes of Parks and Rec. I can go back and watch old episodes of South Park and still laugh. Maybe not as hard as the first time I saw it, but still like get a chuckle about like what Cartman's doing. Like, like I think, uh, um, I watched, uh the episode where where he's trying to get the iPad and he's in the Best Buy at Cartman. Cartman's <laughs> trying to get the iPad and the, from, from yeah. his, mo- his mom's like, she's like, no, we're not buying that. And he's like, really? He's like, you're just going to F me? And <laughs> she's like, Eric, he's like, why don't you put some lipstick on mom first? And he's just going, he's like, maybe you should go get a pack of cigarettes because I like to have good smoke after I get good and effed. <laughs> and, she's like, and I'm like, I can still watch that and crack up even though I know that's the whole dialogue. Like, it's, yeah, it's South Park always always gets me, and like some of the humor is just I don't know. We like I feel like we had a Saturday morning cartoon podcast. We should have a good like like talk about a lot of shows like Archer, Family Guy, South Park that are definitely more adult geared and oriented, and how like some of the humor is set and it works so well instead of trying to get a cast together that does not look like the characters or even remotely kind of like resemble like what you want to do with the characters or even just, you know, for South Park, they're kids for Christ's sake, you know? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I agree. So I guess, I mean, just to try to wrap up this whole thing about Saturday morning cartoons, like it was, if you really think about it, it was about almost like a 40, 50 year stretch where there was a lot of, uh, thought put into how we're going to advertise to kids yeah. and create that own type of thing. So that's, I mean, that's, you can't just ignore it and be like, "Well, Saturday cartoon, Saturday morning cartoons are a thing of the past." That might be true, uh, as as Joe said. Like you know, you have every streaming service. Like I know Netflix puts out original cartoons. Hulu does as well, um, and so they they do still do. Like there's that that Voltron reboot that Netflix did that I watched. Like 
I watched the first episode's like an hour long. I didn't realize it, so I got about twenty minutes in. I'm like, I can't watch this right now, but it's good, mm-hmm. and it's it's it feels like old 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 Voltron, and it's great. Um, so I mean, the spirit's still there, uh, but there there was something about being that's my time, you know, and I, and I don't think, and I'm not trying to get get off my lawn. I'm an old man, but I, I just um. There was something about like the, the you had grown up time, and then this Saturday mornings was kids time, and that's what we did, you know. Yeah. And that, and you know, I'm sure the generation before us is like, well, we were outside chasing sticks with rocks or whatever they say, right? You, know? you like, guys are what you wasting your time. Yeah. Well, it's technology. I mean, it's just the generation that we're in now. Like, yeah. like I said, you know, kind of killed Saturday morning cartoons. Like, kids can watch a lot of this stuff and get content they want. Their thing now is actually, I don't want to speak for them, but like, I mean, you've got things like YouTube. You know, it's, it's on demand. It's it's on the Internet. They can go get it at any time. And then they can go look for their stuff. You know, nothing is given to them in terms of like, here is your here's your here's your here's your Saturday block. You know, this is yeah. for you guys. You know, they don't have to wait for somebody to do that. So everything's so on demand with the Internet. They can just kind of go look for what they want to laugh at. Um, like one of my friends sent me a link to uh, like something this that, that one of his kids watched where it was just like it was a GTA mod of like all these Spider-Men singing I'm the Muffin Man and it was like I'm like what the hell am I looking at and he's just like oh my kids crack up every time they see this and I'm just like I okay okay yeah and that's kind of like this I like the the Saturday morning cartoons for 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 a generation now is they just go on YouTube and they type in Spider-Man and then they find something retarded like that that they like and then they just watch that, and they watch it all the time, whenever they want. Yeah, you know, they so. don't have to wait for the next episode of Dino Riders to come on next week. You know, so well, and I feel like this also kind of like goes along with. Uh, we definitely grew up in a time when there was a bit where you'd hear a song on the radio and be like, "Oh crap, I got to start my tape recorder right now and yeah. catch that song." And you know, people like we have so much access to everything now that we'll never, you know, that was a pain in the ass to do, and there was nothing special about it because it never sounded right anyway. Mm-hmm. But I remember doing that, and I feel like like technology is also increased there too, where people will be like, yeah, but it's not the same if you didn't hear it on the radio. Well, whatever. You have access to all this music now on your phone. It follows you everywhere. You still and you have access now to even more music than you ever had before. So I mean, it's it's good. Um, and, and it's all about your perception and also your experience with it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't want to get into a, like old man, old man, old man talk, old man talk, but you're right. There's no, there's no special moment. There's not like that perfect sunrise that you're going to catch. You can get that perfect sunrise nowadays anytime you want. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, you come across something that's unique, like the perfect morning dew. Uh, like that song on the radio was at sunrise. You caught it at that right moment, and you're just like it. It felt so much good because you know that that song's never going to come around again. Yeah, I, so. that's true. I just, and I feel like as much as you bemoan um like social media, and I don't blame you. Uh, there there is so much opportunity there for someone to be like, I just heard this, I love it, and like you're like, okay, let me listen to that. I like it a lot too. So there's still that discovery there. Um, cause I know I punish people with music sometimes. I'm like, here, listen to this song over and over again. You know, um, speaking um, of it, just a little side story. Do you remember that video you showed me with the, the James Bond, the Genghis Khan, the Genghis by, Khan one by yeah. Mike Snow, I think is the name of the band. Yeah, yeah. So that's on our loop at work now. It's such a good song. And I'm just it. like, when it came on, I'm like, really? I'm like, I know this video. I'm like, Paul kind of got me hip to that. So that was, anyway. that was your morning sunrise. No, anyway. So I don't know about I, that. Like, I like, feel like. <laughs> 
like when we say there's magic in those moments, I you know, I don't know. Like it's like it was special to you as, as a kid because everything was new and shiny. So of course it's going to be special to you. Like we just did a whole podcast about Stranger Things and how that scratched that itch so hard. And it's like those guys get it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and that was wonderful. But it is just it's just how you feel about it. That doesn't make it reality, you know. And I feel like with Saturday morning cartoons, people there like there's this weird grip of nostalgia where it's like, yeah, but it's not like that. I'm sorry. Go back and watch some of those clips. Watch Silverhawks. That's a shitty show. <laughs> so bad. But that intro is awesome, you know. And I, I guess it's just like I enjoyed it. It was great. So many companies throw through so much stuff at the wall. Hoping and the villain's stick. name was Monstar. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's fun. Maybe we'll post some clips online. I know I put up real quick before we got on the air. Hey, tell me your favorite shows, and then I got some responses. So, um, people clearly have their favorites. They love what they yeah, love. Like, yeah, like, like, jump on our Facebook page, tweet, tweet us, email us. Tell us what your favorite Saturday morning cartoon shows are, or if you don't have a Saturday morning cartoon favorite, tell us like what it is that is your your song on the radio station. There's got to be something out there. You know, for a generation that that gets everything from their social media and YouTube, that there's got to be something that you're just like, this is nostalgic to me, or this is going to be nostalgic to me. There's, you know, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, hit us up on our on our um, Facebook page. It's Invasion of the Podcast. Our Twitter is at Invading Podcast, and our uh, email address is Invading Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, that was fun. I, I, I again. There's there's a lot there that it's almost if we wanted to go back and just look at Hanna Barbera or Filmation, there's a lot there. You yeah. know, I mean, maybe at some point we'll maybe we'll go back and look at some of the the um, the questionable live action stuff that they tried making in like the 60s and 70s, like Jason the Star Command, which had uh, James Doohan and had Scotty in that, pretty much playing Scotty. <laughs> it's a uh, but he doesn't have the accent. It was really weird. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll, we'll maybe maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. uh, you have a so. There's a game I got played up. Go ahead and yep. cue up Triple H. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> oh. Do you remember the name of the bad guy in Thundercats? Mumra. Mumra. Yeah. Yeah, what the like there's like, you know what? We're just gonna just throw like he was a mummy, he was kind of Egyptian, but why why is that a Thundercat? I don't know. I don't get it anyway. Yeah. And, and then, like he would, like he would not go to the gym. He would just summon up his like his buffness, <laughs> and just be like, ah, oh, old man. And be like, no, I'm jacked. Yeah, I don't do anything. Snakes in my hair. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, so, robot chicken probably did better. Speaking anyway, of yeah. speaking of dudes that are jacked, um, He man, he man is turning thirty four. Um, I think you told me thirty four, thirty three, thirty four, thirty three. I yeah. want to say 1982. Well, you t- I think you texted me 33 today. So 33? Yeah. Maybe it's 1983. Um, 33, so, yeah. So, so He-Man turned 30, is turning 33 on the 5th of September. That was when the first episode aired um, back in 1983. And uh, I came up with like a little bit of Q&A questions about He-Man for Paul. Like if a lot of you guys don't know who He-Man is... Wikipedia, Google him. He's uh, he's the strongest. He's the most powerful man in the universe. That was he. That's what he was billed as. Uh, basically, a a um, a bowl cut blonde guy that's a blatant ripoff of Conan. So <laughs> yeah, the best way to describe it. Um, uh, they uh, they basically did He Man to sell a toy line. 
um, the Masters of the Universe toy line that got pushed out by Mattel. Um, and then they tried making a movie to tie to the toy line. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then they've 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 done other reincarnations of He Man, like the New Adventures of He Man, where they get a little bit more sci fi. But the cool thing about like the first run of He Man, I think, was is it was fantasy mixed with some sci fi. Like everybody had, it was very barbarian, sword and sorcery, and there was some weird steampunk before steampunk was. Yeah, there. and there were there were um everybody had like a vehicle. Like yeah. they had like a weird vehicle they could fly around or ride in, but then everybody used swords and things and like magic, so it was pretty cool. Um, when you're a kid, um, I don't know. So I I loved my my human figures. I had the battle damage one where you could see his chest. Yeah, and it, was, it would flip. It would flip, and he'd have like a little scar on his and then, chest. And then what was his name? Triface. Yes, they'd roll through the faces. Yeah, that's such a stupid gimmick, but I liked it. Yeah. Was it Triface with his name, or was it like Three Face, uh, Three Man? Triclops, maybe? Triclops? Triclops. We're going to go over some guys in a second. Some man-mans. So I got got a couple couple of He-Man questions. Um, So I I didn't write down a multiple choice for this one, but I just see it. What were He-Man's parents' names? Do you know that? Oh, um, Mr. Man. Mr. and Mrs. Man. Man. Uh, They named him He. King Randor and Queen Marlene. Oh. Or Marlena. I was going to say Mr. and Mrs. of Eternia. Which, obvi- oddly enough, He-Man's mom is a very weird reverse Star-Lord type thing, where she was a she was an astronaut that got marooned on Eternia and oh. ended up falling in love with the king, and they had a half-human, half-Eternian baby, hmm. which was Prince Adam, and he's He-Man. So, um, All right, so what, Skeletor's He-Man's nemesis. Skeletor's probably one of the best cartoon nemesises up there, like with, with Megatron and, and, you know... So, uh, what was Skeletor's base of operations called? Was it called the Doom Tower, Snake Mountain, Castle Claw, the ba- the Black Cave, or Stormhold? I think it was Snake Mountain. It was Snake Mountain. Did you ever have the Snake Mountain action I was, piece? No, I never. I was a poor child growing up. I never had any of the play sets. So, we, I had some of the action figures. And, you know, you had a big enough backyard with mounds of dirt, so you made your own play sets. That's so, what we did back then is we used imagination, damn it. So so the the play set, I remember it had it had a face on the front of it, like an old creepy face that was like a rock face. Yeah. And then like it had like a moving mouth. But like there was a microphone that you that attached to it and it was just like this gray microphone, but the top of it was like a wolf's head. And you could like talk into it, and then when you talked, it would change your voice. It was like a weird echo noise. I just, I just remember that you could make the Snake Mountain talk. So yeah, because you you got to have your castle talk to people. As well. Yeah, you got Well, I guess like every time they rolled up on Skeletor's house, like he had all this stuff and like the that was like a like, no solicitors. Solicitors. Like, nope. solicitors. Uh, all right. So last question before I get into like all the different okay. He Mans. Uh, Shira was basically like. A female version of He-Man. Yeah. And what was her relation to He-Man, though? Um, do I have multiple choice or no? Because I think they're cousins. I could... I was... No, I didn't give a, Well, okay. she's his twin sister. Okay. So... Close enough. But Not really. Those are just the two quick questions... Or two, two, three questions that I came up with for He-Man without getting too crazy and into it. So... I've got 16 He-Men, okay? Six, 16 He-Men. No, I'm sorry. It's He-People? He-People. I got 16 He-People. Yeah, actually, it is He-People, because there's, there's, I think there's one lady in here. Um, you tell me if they're He-Man's boy or they're Skeletor's boy. Oh, okay. Okay? So, Clawful. 
Skeletor. As Skeletors do. Clawful. Clawful. That sounds like a name I'd make up for. Like, like I'd be like, "Hey, Paul, give me a really shitty He-Man character, Clawful." Clawful. Yeah, that's a Clawful. Oh, oh, that's Clawful. Yeah. All right, Ram Man. Rant Man. Ram Man. Ram Man. He-Man. As He-Man's guy. Like we're Rant Man. I'm Rant Man. I I don't know why, but I had Ram Man for a long time. Like he like I lost a lot of He-Man throughout like my my childhood. Ram Man stuck around. Like he was he was a dude, and he was a terrible toy because you, you could. I think you can move his arms like very, very little, and that's it. Like that's all you can move on him because he wasn't like a typical He Man. He had spring loaded legs because he would when, ram. When I think when you say Ram Man, I think of uh, Mickey Rourke from the Wrestler because he was uh, ram the Ram the ram, ram Jam. Yeah. So I just want to believe that you had a Mickey Rourke action figure. Um. So Stratos. 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 Um. Skeletor. That no, that's He Man's oh. dude. He's like a bird guy. It's like. That's like that's like a Greek name. I thought it was like someone was like, here you go, Stratos. He was like, like in charge of something with the the. Would you like some lamb? Anyway, uh, Beast Man. That's that's uh, Skeletor. That's Skeletor's boy. And what about Fisto? <laughs> Skeletor. Uh, that's actually He Man's guy. Oh, oh man. I guess if you want, I mean, if you have someone named Fisto, I guess you want him on your side. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Trap Jaw. That's uh, Skeletor. That is Skeletor's guy. That guy had that basically the metal. He was basically Jaws from, <laughs> he, from James Bond. James Bond, like yeah. got lost in Eternia. Uh, Evil Lynn. <laughs> Skeletor. Yeah, it's Skeletor's girl. Uh, Lizard Man. Skeletor. Uh, that's actually He Man's oh. guy. Poor guy. That guy probably has a real name. It's probably like, you know, like Ralph or something. It's yeah. like. Oh, but he happens to be a lizard. So it's like lizard man. They're like oh, Adam, my name is Kyle. And then it's like Kyle. Can people you... call me He Man. Yeah, you're lizard man. Deal with it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Merman. Uh, Skeletor. That's Skeletor's yeah. guy. Uh, Moss Man. He Man. That's He Man's guy. Sounds like the just like a good natured like. Oh, I'm gonna go over here and just kind of hang out on this rock and eventually deteriorate it. Be like, what do you do, Moss Man? No, I'm nothing. Not, not much. Just, just hang out. Kind of hang out. <laughs> If someone steps on me, they may fall down. Yeah. Like, they might slip. <laughs> like, Moss Man, we're going to Snake Mountain. If anybody calls, answer the phone. Okay. I got you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Triclops. Um, Skeletor. That's Skeletor's guy. Yeah. Uh, Whiplash. Skeletor. Skeletor. Um, Man-E Faces. He-Man. That's He-Man. That, yeah. I guess that was, like... That was yeah. Maz, the guy with the three... Oh, Man-E Faces. He had, like a like, a weird... Like, like dome on his head, dome, and it then was, like you would rotate his faces. I it don't was know. Like there was a knob on top of his head. He almost had like a juggernaut type helmet. Yes, he did. Yeah. But like, I have no clue what his purpose was with the multiple faces. <laughs> I mean, just other than to be angry. Because I mean, think about it. Think about how terrifying that is, though. If, if, that, if that was your person and that was you in real life, and you had three faces, so is that one brain to control them all? And if that's the case, then you still have two faces that don't see sunlight or anything. That they could be screaming the entire time, and yeah. you don't even. Man, that is terrifying. Yeah, don't even All think right. about it. I'm overthinking that. You are. Yeah. Uh, Mechanek. <laughs> Mechanek. I remember this guy. Like, all he does. Like, I feel like they were. Do you remember the. Do you remember the Key and Peel skit I showed you with Gremlins 2? Everybody just pick a Gremlin name? Yes. I feel like this is how they made He Man characters. Mechanek. What's he do? Well, you press a button on his back, and his neck goes up high. It's like. What? Oh, and we got this other guy coming up. His name's Elbro. Elbro. Like, Elbro. Elbro. Or it's like play on words. Yeah. Like, yeah. Watch out for Elbro. So who do you think Mechanek rolled with? The Skeletor. Uh, he's, stupid name. He was a He-Man guy. Mechanek. Yeah. Mechanek a high, Mechanek ho. What about... No, we didn't even talk about Pee-wee's Playhouse for That's Saturday true. morning cartoons. I, uh, That's yeah. a live action one. That's true. My brother loved that show. 
It's uh, still kind of funny at times, by the way. It yeah. is. Uh, Cyclone. Spelled S-Y-K-L-O-N-E. Oh, that's Skeletor, then. That sounds like a, a No, that's name. actually He-Man's oh. guy. Uh, Webstor. Webster. At w- <laughs> this is how they're spelled. W-E-B-S-T-O-R. Webstor. It's a... And he was adopted by the parents. He just had, he has his own sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, look, it's Webstor. Webstor. Yeah. He, um, that's that's a Skeletor bad that guy. That is Skeletor's bad guy. So I just want to believe it's actually Webster. That's some, of the, <laughs> some of the names and stuff, like, well. But oh. you had, and then you had, like, Cobra Khan, which they were just, just needed a guy that could spit. It was a snake guy that could spit. And you had Buzz Off. And all they did was, like, they literally put... Like a guy in a striped bee costume with like ridiculous biceps, and then he had like claws for hands, and that was like. If you think about the reality of the, the like, if if Master's Universe is a real world that you would go to and visit, there's a lot of sadness there because people are born with these terrible situations. Yeah, you know, and then there's He Man, perfect. Yeah, fighting these guys, like I don't know. I question the I question his privilege like right now. It's like you you don't know what it's like to suffer. You and you have your battle cat like, you know, that you can just turn into a compact car whenever you want or make it into a luxury vehicle like, you know, cuz Cringer was always this big or whatever and they become battle cat. No, Cringer was normal. Like oh. he he was not as big as battle cat though. But he was still a tiger. He wasn't yeah. like a tabby cat. Yeah, but I feel like He-Man was punished because he had to have Orko around him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a lot of mans that we went through. So. That It sounds like almost like whenever they're putting together Mega Man, they're like, we should look at He-Man's roster and just change it a little bit. <laughs> they're like, oh, that guy has buzz saws. Okay, yeah. well, he's a metal man. Neck man. It's like his neck's going up and down. Yeah, that's it. It's like, what exactly do you do now, Mega Man? Well, I can look up above top shelves and see if there's any energy packs. Yeah, that's about it. I, I can I can necovate. I don't know. Anyway, that was funny. Yeah, that's a lot well, of man. That's know. all the He Man I got. So happy birthday, He Man! Um, yeah. Thanks for. Uh, They're working on a live action film of that too. Again, another one. That would be cool. Like yeah. Masters of the Universe. Um, is I, I would like to see a gritty Game of Thrones reboot of He Man. Oh, that, well, that it would, would be never really I, good. That would be so silly. But like, I watched when they did the reboot, like the origin of Skeletor. Like there was a. It was like his name was like Cardon or something like that. But like he rolls up and he meets like Evelyn and Beastmaster or and uh, Be- or Beastman and, and Merman. And like this was like an updated like two thousands He Man cartoon. And it was like how he became Skeletor. And like he it invokes like this spell of like all this power or something like that. And it ends up like melting the flesh off of his face. <laughs> and it's like that's I was watching. I'm like this is pretty dark. Like, I just kind of was like, that guy's got a skull for a face. Yeah, and I think I mentioned, actually, this was an early episode that we did. Uh, I, I watched the live-action Masters Universe as part of that 12 Hours Terrible. It was the last of the of the six films, mm-hmm. and I was so mad the entire time watching that movie because it was 5 in the morning. But Frank Langella as Skeletor is one of the best things ever. He's really good at Skeletor. He, and he even says it's like one of his favorite things he's ever done. Yeah. Like, because he did it for his kids, but he had so much fun with it. And it's like, he he made that movie better that it deserved to be. And he deserved to be in a better He-Man movie than that. And Dolph Lundgren isn't that bad, actually. I liked that He-Man movie. I don't think it was, like, super good, but it was, like, it's, I mean, like, I would I, I would have liked to have seen some other characters instead of them making, like, Blade or they, something like I don't that. Know. I don't know. I don't know. They had, they had, they had Neckavator or whatever in there. They didn't have that. I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, I don't, I'd, like, Courtney Cox and... 
That was her first film role. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Good for her. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, like I'd like to see a new reboot of Masters of the Universe with like some uh some new uh I, I just want to see them do like a three hundred thing where like every guy is like super jacked. This is Eternia and he kicks him into the playset and he just goes falling like, oh, down. Like it's like, like slow motion shots of all the like, cool toys you can get all the vehicles go by. Like yeah. everyone's got I would like to see them just CG one dude's body. <laughs> Cause that's all they did was they used the mold for everyone's body. Be like, how does everyone have the same exact work regiment, workout regiment? You just see like this, the green screen filming, it's just one guy with like a green screen cap on his face. It's like, no no no, don't worry. We're gonna put everybody's face on you. It doesn't mm. matter. They no. could totally do that, like they did with um Doctor Manhattan and, and Watchmen. <laughs> they just put Billy Kudup's face on him and like they could just cast everybody from <laughs> the head up get whoever they have that's uh arnold's body double that they had for yeah. uh, genesis that, that would be amazing the, 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 like the younger Arnold. yeah i would love to see them do that like skeletor's head on he-man's body and just like actually kind of like like make it obvious so that it's like they're standing next to each other and you're like why are their bodies exactly the same <laughs> like one of them gets a cut on their hand so then they all have a cut on their hand yeah. later it's like oh wait what's yeah, going take, on take their arms off yeah <laughs> now he-man has buzz off's hand with claws be like Oh, oh well. yeah. Anyway, all right. That so, was entertaining. Um, that's it for Saturday morning fun in the '80s and '90s, guys. Um, yeah, it was a little messy, but hey, we were kids. We didn't remember that well. So, just uh, so make sure you guys get your favorite cereal. You sit in front of this podcast. You listen to it. Mm-hmm. I probably should have said that at the start of the podcast. So go back. You know what? Just like Saturday morning cartoon. Give it six months. It'll come right back. Just listen to this one again with your favorite cereal. By the way, what was your favorite cereal growing up? Uh, growing up. Probably cinnamon toast crunch, and it still is. I think I think I have to go with the uh, the crunch berries. The I Cap- like Captain Crunch. Yeah, I mean you couldn't really go wrong with most cereals if it was sugary when you were a kid. That's true. Like um, I'm trying to think if there was like a like if my mom bought rice, rice krispies, I'd be like, "Where's the sugar?" <laughs> like I literally would put, put sugar in there, sugar yeah, on rice yeah. krispies yeah. because like you when you first kind of get into cold cereal as a kid, it's always like something like Frosted Flakes. Uh, Frosted Flakes. No, you know what I didn't like were the fruit with the Flintstone cereals. I never liked those. You didn't like Cocoa Pebbles. I didn't. Cocoa Pebbles were okay, but Fruity Pebbles were not good. After a while, it just looks, looks like clown vomit. And yeah, like, why? It does. Why is this happening? Well, right the now? thing with like Cocoa Pebbles were it's like you had to get them right. Like if you let it sit, it was like yeah, I don't want to eat this. No, it's just it's just mush. Like because yeah. they just absorb so much milk. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's we'll do a cereal cast. At some point, it'll be great. Cast. Um, so, because that's the one thing that still happens now. I'm, I'm going to wrap up here, but did you notice? Like, like I almost threatened to do this with Batman Superman. There was a Batman Superman cereal. Like that did not deserve a cereal. Like it's just it's that movie's too serious to yeah. have a breakfast cereal. You know, like uh, like I almost surprised there's not a Suicide Squad cereal out there where it's just like you know, like Harley Quinn marshmallows or something. You know, like it's a full of Joker teeth. I don't know what they would do with it, but it feels like they're still food tie-ins to all this stuff and not necessarily I guess there are toys we don't pay attention anymore to the toy tie-ins but there's probably still Batman toys from the movies from like Batman Superman I'm sure there was oh yeah. Out, yeah yeah don't you ever go down to like like when you go to Target don't you ever walk down the toy aisles I do yeah I do I do all the time yeah. and I'm just like oh that's that's totally the movie that's totally the movie yeah so all right anyway uh, that'll do it for us uh, this week um, yeah, again, please please follow us on the social medias, the Facebook page, page of the podcast, Twitter's at Invading Podcast, and our Gmail address is invadingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, I, 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 had, I thought I was going to 
promote something else and I have nothing right now. They're, yeah, that's it. Go watch cartoons. They're, they're available online. Go watch Silverhawks and realize how bad that really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, that's. I don't have a good outro other than, you know. Tell two friends. You tell two friends. And then they'll tell two friends. And you tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends. So on.